This is the Infinite Flow Show. The Infinite Flow Show. The Infinite Flow Show. The Infinite Flow Show. Where hip hop, the gospel, and sports intersect. World that be trying to sell it to say, Jape, how you done change with the whole city? Got the wheel of the fire, hang with Eliza, Thornberry, that mean the HB. But if you don't got ears and you can't see, cause it ain't clear what I speak here, though I'm sincere. Got a brain that has been seared by the interior, mint here, so I sincere, lot of pressure, trying to gesture to the black sheep, like help me. Sitting in between the small talk and the selfie, blue is about to be the oddball in the building. Trying a little bit of woosah, but it won't stop till I get a little Q time. You know, new trying, did I lose y'all? What I do, y'all? All up on my Cusco with my boo, y'all. I'm just trying to boost y'all with the beast. Trying to make a sure you pass out, get a heat stroke Wait, say, trying to keep pace and to keep safe Not a lot of wise talk when I listen these days They don't want to think deep, they just want to be free That's a contradiction, but I kind of get it Want to speak their mind, want to ride the vibe But it take a lot of prayer to be guided by the vine Like 10,000 hours of time Or penthouse on Sinai, a sci-fi mind eye Inside eyes on sin, in the heart of a sage And a God for your strength See what I told on each of my shoulders You would think the battle would be over Filling my soul with the scroll every page. Let me know that I got the heart of a sage in me. Yeah, I got the heart of a sage in me. Said I got the heart of a sage in me. Yeah, I got the heart of a sage in me. Let's go. Hold on, wait a minute. Trying to hit a target, but you miss it. Ain't talking about these streets, then you dismiss it. The music that I'm making, even by the religion, but you still I hit this and I can't make it music cause I'm Christian. Man, you got me twisted. I'm not one of these dudes who picked up a mic with no vision. Get this. Everybody ain't called to do this. Some make us look stupid. 
But the ones who were called to do this always create with prudence. So studious when it comes to this craft before the studio. Gotta make nothing but classics after schoolio. That's what you call passion. Not spending money to make more nonsense. That's nonsense. The garbage you make ain't even enough to make you nonsense. So you're still kill bangers making money, right? <laughs> And my music is lame because I'm a Christian, right? Nah, nah. But I'm just trying to show the people the light. But you in the dark, dissing in the night. Uh-uh. Hold up, wait a minute. Hold up, wait a minute. I'm the wrong one, you should be dissing. No dissing on me. This is more than music, it's a mission. It's a mission. I'm fulfilling my father's wish. Can I get a witness? Can I get a witness? Making major moves, great intentions. Christ will always To the church of Thyatira, I know your works, your love, your faith, your service, your patient endurance. And I know that your works are greater than the first. And so similar to some of the other churches, like, for example, the church of Ephesus, he provided this great condemnation of what they had done, that he had spoken about their works. But he later on talks about but you have fallen short in other things. And so just similarly, as he has spoken to the other churches, he says this, I know your works and see, it seems that this church had love. They had faith. They had service. They were patiently enduring. And then he goes on and says this, and I know your works are greater than your first. In essence, he's saying this, and your works are continually increasing. They are becoming greater. And so he provides them a condemnation, but it's a very short condemnation because at the very next verse, he notes a rebuke and note what he says at verse 20, but I have this against you that you tolerate that woman Jezebel who calls herself a prophet and is teaching and beguiling my servants to practice fornication and to eat food sacrifice to idols. Now, the very first thing that we need to do is what? We need to identify who's Jezebel. And if you go back into the Old Testament, you will find out who Jezebel is. In the book of 1 Kings, there was this king, his name was Ahab, and Ahab married this lady named Jezebel. And so she was the wife of one of the kings of Israel. But here's the thing about Jezebel. Jezebel incited her husband, Ahab, to abandon the worship of God and instead try to insist and promote the worship of false gods like Baal and Ashtoreth. Here's the other thing that she did. She persecuted the very prophets of God. And because of her transgressions, because she brought about false worship, because she pro- she persecuted the prophets of God, she was killed because of her unrighteousness. She died a gruesome death. The, the Bible says this, that she fell from a window and she crashed at the very bottom of the ground. And it says this, that the dogs licked her up. 
See, that was her judgment because of her unrighteousness and her transgressions. Well, it appears that there's a lady, her name might not necessarily have been Jezebel, but there was a lady who was like Jezebel in the church of Thyatira. And this is what this lady was doing. She was acting similar to Jezebel, the wife of King Ahab. And so this lady must have obviously been an influence within the church. She also was called a prophetess. And so she was acting like she was a representative of God. But here's the thing. She was teaching the church to practice idolatry. So similar to Jezebel, leading the people away from the worship the true worship of God. So she was leading the church or trying to get the people to practice idolatry and to practice fornication just as she was doing. And so this lady was a lady with great influence, but she was leading the church away from God. And here's the thing. God wants us to do what? To worship him in spirit and in truth. He rather you have been cast out into the outermost part of the ocean. And as the New Testament talks about, to have something tied around you so that you would sink to the bottom of the sea versus being able to lead his people astray. And so this lady who had this great influence, God was saying, don't follow her in sin. Infinite Flow Show, where hip-hop, the gospel, and sports intersect. Well, I'm going to talk about a sport that I typically don't talk about. Um, usually, I focus on kind of the big three, football, baseball, basketball, and my sports segments. But I'm going to talk about the Australian Open. I'm going to talk about tennis this day. Um, for those who are not tennis aficionados, I'm sorry, but the Australian Open was fantastic, especially once you got to the finals. And for myself, I, I, I grew up, the very first sport that I ever played was tennis. My father put a tennis racket in my hand at about the age of three or four. And so I played tennis all the way up until 12. I played in tournaments. Um, I was ranked in Southern California at one point. And so tennis is in me. I, I still love tennis. I, I haven't played in years, but I still love to watch people compete. And so if you did not watch the Australian Open at all, first and foremost, the women's final, you had Serena Williams versus Venus Williams, two sisters going and battling for the title. And if you've watched them play before, it, it's, you can tell it's nerve wracking for both of them. I mean, imagine playing your own flesh and blood, your, your sister, your best friend. And, you know, one of you is going to lose one of the most important matches, you know, during the tennis season. And so at this point, the Australian Open is one of the big four tournaments. 
And so we had Venus and Serena. No one thought Venus would get there to the finals. Serena was the number two ranked uh, player in the world, the number two seed in the tournament. And so there was a good shot that she was going to make it. But no one thought that Venus would make it. And I was glad to see her make it. I've, I've always been a Venus fan. And unfortunately, she's been a little bit down over the last couple of years. Uh, she had some type of illness which affected her. Um, but she's gotten herself back and it has played really well. She played really good tennis, served well, um, you know, pretty much dominated much, many of the matches that she played in. And so she gets to the final against her sister. And I have to say, I was going for the underdog. I was going for Venus. I wanted to see Venus, you know, pick up another major. But on the flip side, we have Serena who was going for victory number 23 as far as major titles. And so with that 23rd victory, she's going to pass up Steffi Graf, who is married to Andre Agassi. And Steffi Graf was amazing um, as as a professional tennis player. But we have these two sisters going head to head. And Venus... I mean, she poured her heart out into it, but Serena pulled it out. She beat her 6-4, 6-4. And at the end of the match, Serena pulls out her Air Jordans. And for, I'm sure all of you know what number Michael Jordan wore when he was with the Chicago Bulls. He wore the number 23. And so she pulls out her Air Jordans and has number 23 on there for her 23rd victory in a major and so it was cool to see that. Again, I was going for Venus. I was hoping that she would win it. But it was cool to see Serena, who has been on top of the tennis world for years now. She's been consistent. She's played well. She's performed well. And so it's good to see someone who has worked at her craft for so long reach a pinnacle. And, I mean, this is huge. She reached this pinnacle of getting to 23. Now she still has a little ways to go to get to Margaret court. I guess Margaret court has, who's also Australian, by the way, Margaret court has 25 overall victories, um, I guess in majors. And so, you know, Venus has a couple more to get to, but Hey, Venus kudos, great job. And then on the men's side, I have to say I stayed up. I don't know. I don't know the time difference, quite honestly, between here in the U.S. on the West Coast and Australia in Melbourne. But I stayed up. The match started at midnight West Coast time and I stayed up until four something watching the match. And Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal. I mean, again, two great competitors, two of the best that have ever laced it up and went out there and and swung a racket. And they went at it for five sets. And once again, I was going for an individual. I have to say, I was pulling for, for Rafa. And I thought he was going to pull it out. He was, he had tied it up 2-2 as far as the sets. He went up 2-0 in the fifth set. And I thought he was going to pull it out. But he just could not hold his serve. That fifth set and really through if you if you watch the match throughout the match he really struggled to keep his serve um throughout the match i mean he had to battle but then he get he got to the fifth set and he just could not hold his serve and so Roger Federer uh won out 
6-3 in that final set. But Roger played amazing. I mean, Federer, I mean, his backhand was on fire. I mean, he had some shots that I could not believe. And as I sat up in my bed, and you know, my wife was asleep next to me. I, I, I had to hold myself a couple of, a couple of times because I was like, ooh, I mean, that was, that was bad. I mean, some of the shots he was making were incredible. And Rafa was matching him shot for shot there for a while. But again, it just seemed like he could not, speaking of Rafael Nadal, Rafa could not keep his serve and put it together. And so, hey, Roger, Roger, again, kudos to you. Fantastic tournament, fantastic match. And if you don't get back there, because these guys, these two, these two guys, by the way, they're a little bit older. They're not in their early 20s, mid 20s. I mean, they're in their 30s. So who knows if we'll ever see this again? I can see Rafa maybe getting to a French final because, uh, I mean, he plays well on that surface. But who knows if we're ever going to see Roger Federer and Rafa Nadal in a final again. So if you didn't see it, it's, I know it's going to be an ESPN instant classic. And so you'll have to catch it, but those two guys played great. So for the Australian Open, hats off to the Williams sisters, hats off to Serena specifically. And then for the men, hats off to Rafa and Roger Federer. Still trying to cap me some new J's. Pants sagging in my brim loud. Treating friend like my can't fall. Who am I, man? I need to change. Matt Crush, now it's All I wanted was a go check. All I wanted was a go check. You don't know how to start, yo. You don't know where I really been. Paid the price for my old life. Took nails for my new sense. All I wanted was a go check. 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 Yeah. All I wanted was a go check. I'm thinking different. It's some bigger things. Pray that my kid never see the struggle. I tell him by mine at the outer age. We had to hustle to get it. What we wanted, they never did hand it. Yeah. And I never begged it to sell it. Uh, but I had to break it to help it. Yeah. Always did ride in the passenger. Same things I cannot tell you about. I didn't see people get carried out. Way before T, I said, bring them out. Oh, yeah, this one for the road. Got me rethinking my goals. And I can get paid for this nose. But we all know there ain't no. Yeah. Now I'm the light in my city lit. Ain't hard to tell who the counterfeit. Every move from my bloodline. Every praise to the most high. Getting active like a slow nine. They running right into a clothesline. Faith no side, I'm going blind. You sleeping on me, what's your bedtime? Yo, what up? How you doing, fam? You the dude that rapping sick. Yeah, I'm the man. It's an honor and privilege to have you as a fan. Thank you for riding this long. Still alone, road ahead. Cherish every chance, hoping I don't blow it. I don't blow it. Letting Jesus lead, only way to go about it. I'm trying to make some noise, hoping that you notice. That you notice. I got some food for your shop. The homies always told me. Changing hearts with lasting art is my sole purpose. I'm just living the life here at your service. Yeah. Sometimes I may change the way I live day to day. Chasing all my dreams, 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 like I want it. I want it. Oh, I want it. 
Problematic a tragedy, yeah. On a mission, a mission to go and get it. Give them Christ the truth and we gotta live it. Honor God, that pride will make you distant. Hey, if you with it, if you with it, go. Ain't aiming for the fame, you can keep that. No greatness when I see it, that's a known fact. Just a huge vessel, heavy on the wax. Giving praise to the one who died and came back. I've been running back and forth like I'm in the days. Going through these twists and turns like I'm in the maze. Trying to make some bread with rapping because they say it pays. So I'm going to wrap up every day until I cop some J's. Shout out to G.O.D. because he gets all the praise. Because without him, I'll probably be chilling up in the blaze. They say that rap is just a fad or it is just a phase. But nah, I'm going to keep on rapping because it changed my ways. I've been running through these bars to such a degree that sooner or later, these labels going to have to sign me. I've been at 30, 36 since I was like three. You know that house where outsiders like a big oak tree. Yeah. I was chilling outside, rocking a white tee, thinking how I'ma take my whole family on a shopping spree. For the real truth, you had to look where the soul be. Always looking up to God and asking why He chose me. Wow. Was it for a good reason or was it for the baddest? Had to leave the streets alone, cause it made my mind the saddest when she saw me in the streets, acting like a fool. Oh Doing stuff I thought was cool, but it really wasn't cool. No. Tried to stay up out that school, I had wet all like a pool. Using girls like tools instead of treating them like jewels. Mm. I was cruel. Never listening to rules off of budgets like a ghoul. Okay. Some rappers were just my fuel. Fuel, fuel, fuel. They say I rap reckless, they coming for my necklace. Okay. But I ain't talking chains, I'm talking change that's precious. Yeah, I don't think they heard you. Run that back one time. But I ain't talking chains, I'm talking change that's precious. Run it up. And I was celebrating for a long time. So at verse 21, he says this I have given her time to repent. But she refuses to repent of her fornication. The Bible says this, and this is how gracious our God is. He is not willing that what? Any should perish, but all should come to what? Repentance. See, God gives us an opportunity to repent of our sins because his whole modem of operandi, his whole mode of operation is this, that he wants men and women to repent of their sins and to be redeemed. And he gave her that opportunity. He gave this woman in the church of Thyatira the opportunity to repent of her fornication. But she refused 
to repent. See, that's how hard-hearted she was. That's how far away from God she was. Yes, again, as I've stated before, you can put on the facade of righteousness and holiness, but again, God knows the motive and the intent of your heart. That's why John said this, that his eyes are like a flame of fire because he, God, can judge the motives and the intent of your heart. He knows your heart. I remember talking to some friends of mine some years ago and they were, they would put on this facade of righteousness and holiness, but deep down the way they carry themselves, the way they live their lives, they were far from the Lord. And I remember us having a conversation one time and a heart to heart come to Jesus conversation. And I said, truly are you followers of God because based on the way you live your lives and they're like well God knows my heart and I said yes he does know your heart he knows you are far from him he knows that you are a sinner who is in need of a savior and so you can put on this facade and you can talk the talk you can talk the Christianese but here's the thing God truly knows your heart and so he is giving you a time to repent and you have the option to turn unto him or to continue on in your sin. This lady decided that she was going to continue on in sin. And so Jesus says at verse 22, beware then, I am throwing her on a bed and those who commit adultery with her, I am throwing into great distress. Unless they repent of her doings, I will strike her children dead. What is in essence being stated here is this, this individual, this woman who was similar to Jezebel, this lady was going to be thrown onto a bed of judgment. When it says, beware, I am throwing her on a bed. In essence, it's saying that I am throwing her onto a bed of sickness and the sickness is uh, based upon her unrighteousness. In essence, because she is unrighteous and holy, I am going to throw her on a bed in which she will be judged for her sin. But then he goes on and says this, and those who commit adultery with her, I am throwing into great distress. And so those who would sin with this lady would experience tribulation and affliction and trial and distress as well. But then Jesus says this, and unless they repent of her doings, I will strike her children dead. Now, it is not speaking of her natural children. It's not speaking of her offspring. What it's speaking of are those who are followers of hers. Similar to, for example, those who are followers of Satan. Oftentimes, the biblical text will say the children of Satan, the followers of Satan. In essence, what Jesus is saying, those who are followers of this lady are her children. They are following in her footsteps. And those who would follow in her footsteps doing the same thing, you know what they would experience? Death. The Bible says this, the wages of sin is death. That It's coming. That's the repercussions. 
That's the reward that you receive for sinfulness. It's death. And so Jesus says, beware. I am throwing this lady onto a bed of death. And those who would do the same thing would follow in the same way. The Infinite Flow Show, where hip-hop, the gospel, and sports intersect. Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. The bowl is coming up. We got Atlanta, and they are going against the hated New England Patriots. Who you got? Um, I'm quite honestly, I'm hoping, and I don't have anything against New England. Um, I'm not a New England Patriots hater. I'm I'm far from that. But I'm kind of hoping that Atlanta pulls it out. I want to see I want to see a new kid on the block. I want to see Matt Ryan and the guys go out and play well and see if they can ring up some points and defeat New England. Now we all know that Belichick is going to have something for Atlanta. He's going to try to take away their best player or players. He's going to try to double team Julio Jones. Um, he's going to try to take away the running backs, De- Devontae Freeman and Coleman. I know he's going to try to do those things, but Atlanta has so many weapons. They have so many guys that they can get the ball to and get it in their hands. It's going to be interesting to see what New England comes up with to try to see if they can slow them down. I'm not quite sure if they can slow them down. You know, if if Atlanta continues to play as they've played this last part of the season and here in the playoffs, they are going to be a tough out. They're going to be tough to beat. But again, you can never, ever count out Belichick. You can't count out Brady. Um, I know they're going to come prepared. It's going to be a really good game. I'm, I'm thinking, you know, oftentimes when you go into these games, you think, oh, it's going to be a high-scoring game. You know, New England's got a pretty good offense. Atlanta, their offense has been off the charts. And the defenses, they're good. They're solid, but they're not, you know, fantastic. We're not talking about, you know, the Baltimore Ravens, you know, that, you know, that Ray Lewis headed up back in the early 2000s this isn't that or this isn't you know the Seahawks from about four or five years ago um this isn't that you know I mean you got good defenses but they're not the type of defenses that are just going to completely shut you down so it's going to be interesting to see how the defenses handle the offenses and again most of the time when you go into these situations and you got these high power offenses you think oh man they're going to score 30 35 40 points and then all of a sudden they come it becomes a defensive battle it could happen but it should be a fantastic game and like i said i'm 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 going for the underdogs i'm going for atlanta i'm hoping that they can uh they can put it together and uh, and see what they what they can uh, they can do as they uh, as they go out and take the field against uh, the Patriots, but it should be a fantastic game. But who do you got? New England 
or Atlanta. Judging like dudes so materialistic Probably the side effects of all this imperialism I'm just feeling my pain Hope you hear when you listen And look past all my flaws Cause it's real when I'm spitting My wife's sickly I'm just trying to provide for her illness So she can stay at home and rest Give her body resilience I'm trying to focus on staying alive for my children I'm still praying Know that God will provide for his children Let's get it Came through, they say make them 
Churches will know that I am the one who searches minds and hearts. I will give to each of you as your works deserves. See, again, Jesus knows humanity. He knows your inner thoughts. He knows your desires. He knows your passions. He knows if you want to follow him or not follow him. He knows if you are holy or unholy. He knows if you're righteous or or unrighteous. See, there's nothing that you can do that will fool God. Nothing. And see, he knows who you truly are and he will give you a reward based upon your works. And so if your works are righteous, you will be honored. If your works are unrighteous, you will be judged and you will be punished. In Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 10, this is what the, the apostle Jeremiah says. I, the Lord, test the mind and search the heart to give to all according to their ways, according to the fruit of their doings. See, God knows your heart. And so at verse 24, it goes on and says this, but to the rest of you in Thyatira who do not hold this teaching. And so there were some in the church who looked at the teaching of this lady who was like Jezebel, who said that she was a prophet or prophetess of God. But there were some who looked at her and they knew based upon her life that she was not holy, that she was not righteous. See, there were some in the church who were falling away with her, but there were some who were looking and say, she is unholy. She is unrighteous. See, I want to be someone who is able to discern and be able to determine right from wrong. And see, you better be able to do that. You better be able to look at someone, look at their teaching, and be able to say, you know what? No, that's unrighteous. Or you better be able to say, hey, you know what? That's of the Lord. And so there were some who did not hold to the teaching who have not learned what some call the deep things of Satan. I want to avoid the deep things of Satan. I don't want to be caught up in anything that's associated with one who is in opposition to the Lord. I want to follow the Lord. I don't want to follow the deep things of Satan. And so God is commending those who did not hold to the teaching of this woman, who did not fall into the deep things of Satan. And see, Jesus says this, to you, I say, I do not lay on you any other burden, but only hold fast to what you have until I come. You know what Jesus is saying? Hold fast to the things that you have been taught. Hold fast to the faith. Hold fast to following Jesus Christ. 
I don't want to do anything in opposition to Christ. I want to be like what it states in Luke chapter nine, verse 23. If any man be in Christ, or I'm saying, if anyone wants to follow after me, let him deny himself, pick up his cross, what? Daily and follow after him. That's what I want to do. I don't want to follow after anything or anyone else. I want to follow after Jesus Christ. And so those who did not fall into the actions of this Jezebel type woman, Jesus is saying, hey, continue, hold fast, hold fast until I return. And see, that's what we need to do. We need to be able to hold fast. We need to be able to test everything and hold fast to what is good. Paul says this in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 12. Do not be weary in doing what? Doing what is right. Don't be weary. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23, the writer of Hebrews says this. Let us therefore hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who has promised is what? Faithful. See, God is faithful to come back. And to reward those who hold fast to his coming. And so at verse 26, he goes on to say this. And to everyone who conquers and continues to do my works to the end, I will give authority over the nations to rule them with an iron rod as when clay pots are shattered. Even as I also received authority from my father to the one who conquers, I will also give the morning star. See, those who continue to live for Christ, they will receive our great reward. The rewards which are given him so that he could, could rule the earth. And so just as Jesus was given rule over all of the earth, Jesus is in essence saying this, if you continue to follow me, I will give you the same reward so that you can rule and reign with me. See, Jesus said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. And this authority I will pass on to those who continue on in faithfulness. And so what's the reward for faithfulness? Authority over the nations to be able to rule and reign and reception of the morning star. We who continue on in faith will be able to rule and discipline and judge the nations with the Lord. And so Jesus closes out this message to Thyatira and he says this, let anyone who has an ear listen to what the spirit is saying to the churches. See, we are called to listen. And what have I said before? For a Jew to listen is to what? To obey. So we need to listen to the very word of God, but then be more than listeners. We need to be obedient and we need to be doers of God's word.
What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? That's tripping. And now we get to what? Y'all tripping segment. So this is a little bit of sports and politics mixed together. For those who don't know, and I, I, I would find it hard pressed to believe that no one knows what's going on in our country at this point. But so President Donald Trump came with his immigration ban. And so it affects certain Muslim countries where folks that the government has identified as, you know, uh, countries where potentially individuals can come or are coming and potentially doing harm within the United States, for example. Uh, you know, for all of us who are here in Southern California, we know the, the tragedy that happened out in San Bernardino, uh, where you had, um, a gentleman who is, who was of the Islamic faith go into his workplace and shoot up, um, you know, the workplace and kill folks. And then eventually he left and was in a shootout with the police and, and eventually died. But, you know, I understand, I, I get it. I understand people are concerned about, um, ISIS and terrorism and, uh, folks coming here from different countries. But this ban that Donald Trump has, um, instituted it makes no sense. You got people who have been here in this country and they have gone out of the country for vacation, business, or whatever the case might be. And they're trying to come back and they are being detained at airports. You have protesters at major airports because of this immigration ban. Well, I was just reading earlier today about Mo Farrar. And if you guys don't know who Mo Farrar is, go back and Google his name and the Olympics. Mo Farrar um, is a distance runner. He's participated in the last uh, two Olympic Games. He's a double gold medalist in both games in the 5,000 and the 10,000. And by the way, if you did not see his run in the 10,000 meters, I'm telling you, Google it. It is awe-inspiring. The guy, as he is running, is tripped up. He falls on the ground, slides across the track, gets up, gets back into the pack, and then runs away with the gold. I'm telling you, the most awe-inspiring thing that I've ever seen. Well, anyway, Mo Farrar was born in Somalia. He is a UK or English citizen, but he lives mainly in the United States. He trains in Oregon. That's where he lives. That's where his family lives. That's where his children are growing up. Well, he went over to Ethiopia to do some training. And as he was coming back, he was caught up in this ban. And so he's tweeting out and basically he's tweeting to his children, I don't know when daddy is going to be able to see you. Now, that makes no kind of sense to me that this gentleman who has lived here in the United States, yes, he is Muslim. However, he has been a productive citizen in Great Britain. He's been a productive citizen here in the United States. He is a runner. There's nothing that indicates by any stretch of the imagination that he 
is a terrorist, that he potentially is a terrorist, that he would do anything that would harm this country. And yet he is caught up in this ban. Like so many other innocent people who are caught up in this ban. Now, I'm one of the first who will tell you, you know what? Folks who should not be here, they shouldn't be here. Folks who have come here illegally, they should be deported. Folks who have snuck across our borders somehow, some way, they should be deported. However, if you have uh, gotten here legally, you have the right paperwork, and you are a productive citizen, then isn't that what the United States is about? That we have taken people from all different races, creeds, colors, religion, and we have uh, gathered here and developed this melting pot of a multitude of people. And it seems that our president, I you know, maybe he has good intentions, I don't know. But this immigration ban makes no sense how it has caught up people who have proven themselves to be good, productive citizens here in the United States. Makes no sense to me. And so, President Donald Trump, he gets my, what? Y'all tripping. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. We will have new episodes every two weeks, so come back and join us for the Infinite Flow Show, where hip-hop, the gospel, and sports intersect.